This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take it to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, my name is Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn as well as the CEO of Coolmarks, a digital marketing and sales services company for the pest and lawn industries. And with me, as always, is the infamous Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good morning and introduce our very, what I consider to be very interesting topic? Sure. So good morning, everyone. Uh, Dan Gordon, PCL Bookkeepers, PCL M&A Specialists. And, um, you know, as you know, uh, we are trying to bring the best information to the industry and uh, keep it as relevant as possible. And, and it's a very interesting time because, you know, you've got these economic cross currents and whatnot. People are trying to save money. People are trying to make the most of their of, of what they're spending. And um, today, um, one, one of the things that we find, you know, because we do some surveys, uh, one of the things, one, one of the most interested, interesting topics that we do or that, that people subscribe to is obviously the marketing. And so today we're uh, going to have Colmark's COO, Frank Andalina, um, and uh, he is COO of Colmarch. And uh, prior to that, he served as marketing director at Triangle Pest Control. So the cool thing is, obviously, Colmarch is geared toward the the um, you know the home services market. So Frank has a lot of experience in that. So uh, that was a pretty long winded intro. But uh, welcome, Frank. Thanks, guys. Before we get into anything, I've been really meaning to congratulate you guys on a hundred episodes. That's quite an accomplishment. What? We got a compliment from Frank? Man. Yeah. And, wow. and I'm not at all offended that this is my first appearance. And it, it didn't take you 100 episodes or two years to bother asking. Well, we were just trying to build an audience for you. because we That's didn't, right. Oh, we, we, yeah, we, wanted you to have, we wanted to make sure you got the due, the, the credit <laughs> that is due to you. One, one thing before we get into this, I will say this. I have known Frank for a really long time. Um, in fact, for those of you that are listening, um, I remember Frank fresh out of college. I was, uh, he worked at the first digital agency and, and back when I was very much in the weeds at Triangle, Frank was my account manager back then and, uh, super sharp. So I've known him for many, many years. He's done a great job for us. And, you know, Frank, I will tell you, one of the reasons that we brought you on board is, you know, over pest world over the last year, um, you know, the talk of the town and, and, you know, everyone's dealing with this and it is how expensive digital is becoming and why and, you know, and what can you do? And so, you know, I think my goal out of this podcast is just number one, talk a little bit about the problem so people understand what's happening, you know, why, why are costs going so high? And then number two, uh, and I think this is probably the more important point, you know, now what? Right. What, what do we do now that, that these costs are they're, they're, they're You know, they're getting higher and higher and higher. You know, you know, the days where I was growing Triangle early on, I mean, I still remember my cost per sale in the 20 and 30 dollar range. And obviously that's nowhere near <laughs> what it is now. Um, so I want to I want to kind of lead off with, with our first question, which is, you know, you know, cost are rising. Results are more and more difficult to get. Um, I know at Triangle, you know, this year we spent almost, 
double what we spent the previous year and got the same amount of leads and the year before that it was the same story um it just it's just a function of what's happening in the market so i just want to understand from you what what are you seeing as the major causes for just the the massive increases that we've seen in 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 cost per sale and cost per lead on on the digital side yeah uh there are quite a bit there are quite a few causes um for this <clears throat> and there's some big ones um I would say so. So there's two. There's two. What I would consider the biggest causes for um, an all-out assault on ROI is kind of how I'm looking at it. Because really, what what our clients have been doing, and really what the industry is seeing, is hey, this space, like you said, Donnie, you know, you're talking about early days of Triangle. I'm now in my 40s, you know, and I was fresh out of college at that point that we were working together you know so we're talking years you know well over a decade at this point um, that have gone by but the things that we could pull off then whether it was whether it was right. cost per click or whether it was just making tweaks to what we were doing on seo and have a pretty quick result positive result those days unfortunately are in the past but the two biggest things that we have seen really over the last couple of years, one is um, this, uh, it's being called the vicinity update by Google. And what happened with this is um, with Google local, local pack, home services, or Google local services, which we'll talk about. Um, you gotta remember how Google kind of uh, has created this, this game, the system for local companies. So, what it does is it groups home service companies as well as physical locations in the same, you know, the same deal. So when you look at Google Maps, when you look at the local pack, um, if you're searching for a restaurant, which is obviously a you know, physical location, or if you're searching for a pest control company who's going to come to your house, it's looking at it's using the same factors when it comes to ranking. And the biggest factor, bar none right now, especially after this update, which is now 11 months old, it happened last December, is this vicinity update where it has shrunk the radius for visibility. So if you had a if you had a physical location, if your branch was, you know, we'll we'll use, you know, where we are in Raleigh, Donnie. If you are in a certain area, you're in Holly Springs, North Carolina, you know, you probably had a, a 5, 10, 15 mile radius around the office where you had pretty good visibility. And we're seeing that it shrunk to two miles in some cases. So where you are getting all this, all these free, you know, quote unquote, free leads through through Google Local, those have dried up. And, and now and Google just to, yep. I just want to clarify something here for our listeners. So so what that means is if if and, and I think these are probably the majority of our listeners, if you're in a suburb of a major city or your service city or whatever, if you um, if you are if you're in a suburb, you, you can't pull that city traffic. I mean, I guess you can, but you're just not getting nearly as much. This update essentially pulled your, your radius down. And I, I have a following question for that. I know we're going to get into more about this, but, you know, whenever you set up your Google local, you know, account, it asks you, hey, what's your service area? And it sounds like it's just not, it's not paying attention to that as much than your physical location. Is that, is that a good, good guess? I mean, is that what you're seeing? Yeah, yeah, it, it really doesn't take that into much account. Um, you know, it, it very much depends on what your competition in the area is, what your reviews look like. But from a, you know, a 
ranking factor standpoint, your physical location is like we're, we're just seeing it being so heavily, um, you know, so heavily ranked as far as relevancy goes. You know, Google doesn't have a whole lot of things that it should be, that it could be a whole lot of factors that it could be looking at in order to determine how relevant a certain business is for a particular search. But, you know, in our, in our industry, when people, when companies are coming to your home, where their physical location is, like, does that really matter? I know we can get, you know, I'm up on my soapbox now, but does that really just, matter? I was just sitting here and, I was just sitting here thinking the same thing. Google, Google, if you're listening, cannot think of a dumber number one distinguisher than location. That is so dumb. Anyway, keep going. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've been complaining about this for years, but there's, you know, all my all my dear friends at Google have decided to no longer listen to me. So we're dealing with it. But yeah, you know, and so so this is the game. This is a game that Google has created that location matters more than ever. Reviews are still a big factor in this. But so what do you do? You know, do you play the game or do you just deal with the consequences? And, you know, our, our recommendation is obviously to play the game and, and make sure you can capitalize. So, you know, we can I can talk about some recommendations um, if now's the right time. But but really, that's that's been the, the biggest uh, cause for leads drying up uh, for many of our clients is this vicinity update. And it's interesting, right, because now that it's now that it's on now that it's on location. What's happening is is where you might have gotten the big haul of leads before. Now that's being divvied out based on location, so they spread those leads out more. The other part, when you're talking about playing the game, you know, let me just translate what he just said there. That that's talking about new locations and creating more locations. And you know, I, look at the end of the day, we don't want to break Google's guidelines. I would never recommend anyone do that i would never recommend or, or you know give that as a because it ultimately when you when you break the guidelines you're going to get caught it's going to suck and usually the the ramifications of that are way worse than what you miss but but it is true right i mean that that, that is playing the game it's it's you know and when you're looking at the kind of money that's going into digital it's not difficult to justify renting space to play this location game at all so oh yeah you know Going back 15 years, I would have never expected real estate would be part of the strategy here, but it, it really right. is. Yep. You know, and if you can yep. if you can rent a, and again, this is a this has to, this is, has to be a legit commercial <laughs> building. You know, mm-hmm. don't use your mother-in-law's address. Don't use a P, P.O. box. You know, you right. have to use a legit commercial address. And you know, if you can if you can rent a space for you know 500 bucks, 750, you know, you're gonna make that up very quickly once you you know get get your reviews in place and um so that's been the recommendation is really rent as many spaces as you can um you know within reason so i have a question for both of you so so frank it sounds like it's a race to the bottom right it sounds like it's kind of this is donnie brought up a really good point because we talked about this last time about this being the yellow page game although Yellow Pages technology was kind of petering out. But what's what what's happening here, the, it's the same Yellow Page game where we're just bidding it up and the ROI is becoming less and less, but the technology is keeping up and in fact, um, you know, uh, moving ahead. But at what point do people just start saying, and this is a question for Donnie, 
what point do people say, you know what, I'm not going to do this. There, there's got to be a better way, kind of the way they did with Yellow Pages and move to digital. Problem is, we don't know what that next, uh, you know, that next latest, greatest thing is. Well, I, I will say this. What you just asked is a complicated question. And the reason I say that is, is because it. the answer is it depends. I swear, I hate it when people say that, but I have to say it. So <laughs> I, I believe that's the answer say, to 99% of questions. I think I've yes. read that. In, in digital. Yes. Yes. So here, here's what I'll say. Number one, if you're smaller, you may jump in a digital game and there is more than enough leads to keep you busy. There's more than enough leads to keep you growing. There's more than enough leads to keep you hitting your goals. As you get larger, I think probably one of the things that I have learned, and if anyone has spent any time with me, if you've read any of my books, you know I have been a an outspoken critic of branding because I felt like it was a waste of money. Let me just tell you, I'm a born again branding guy now. <laughs> and, the reason I, and the reason I say that is, is because I was at a conference and the speaker was like, you need to market to the size of your company. Don't market, um, you know, don't market as if you're, you know, a really small company because now you're you're limiting what you can do because you're competing with with folks that are you know 500k 200k when really you need to be marketing to the size of your company and so this year we went into branding so we added components to our digital and it worked I mean we we hit our lead goals you know from April all the way through this month we've been we've been either hitting or exceeding our lead goals which has been quite the departure and so to your question Dan I don't think there's ever a, a time when I say well I'm out. I'm done with digital. I think that's a dumbass move, part of my language. I think what you do is you say, now it's time to start adding. Now's the time when I need to start, you know, marketing to my size. And that may not be an all-in exclusive only digital strategy. That may be other things that's going because ultimately if you can get people to, you know, we call them branded searches, if you can get them to search triangle pest control versus pest control, you know, Raleigh or you know, wherever you're at. That's a much more valuable, you know, land than than getting in the pit and trying to slug it out with with you know the other 800 companies that are in your market. So, so that it depends really in my mind depends on your size. So you yeah, said you said it's about size. What size is it? Five hundred thousand? Is it a million? Is it a million and a half? Two million? Do you say well? I can't get enough leads. Dan, you're a full of freaking it depends questions today. Okay. Yeah, you are just sure full of them. Yes. That's, that's okay, what I'm so, doing. Okay. So it depends, trying to get right? people so, value for, from this podcast. Yeah. So, so here's what I'll say. If I, okay. So it depends, right? If I'm an aggressive guy or gal and I'm really wanting to just, you know, throw the jets on my business and I got to go, well, then I might would do that around the million dollar mark, right? I mean, I, you know, at whatever point, I mean, to me, the real test is, am I getting the amount of leads that I need to get to hit the revenue goals that I want to hit? And if the answer to that question is yes, then fine. It's when you start seeing that kind of lose steam, then it's time to start moving. Then it's time to start like adding to it. Then it, but you know, I, and, and, and there's even caveats to that, right? If I'm sitting at 2 million, I can't go on TV and really make a difference, at least not in this market. You know, I'm not going to have enough money to dump into branding. Now I can do some OTT, OTT stuff, which is, you know, basically the online, you know, branding. There's other things that I can do branding wise. And I'm not going to, 
by the way, I'm not a branding expert. I've become one uh, in the last couple of years because I've had to. But I will say that, you know, there are other avenues that you need to explore. And, you know, branding isn't always, you know, on TV and radio isn't always the best answer. And so so the answer to that question is, yes, it depends. If you're growing as fast as you want, you don't want to grow more than 5, 10, 15 percent. And you're able to do that on digital. Stay there. Right. I mean, you're, you're probably going to be better off if you're like. 5, 10, 15% is not cutting it for me. I want to be 30, 40, 50. Well, now, now's the time when you got to start adding. So is that, yeah. is that clear? The sweet spot is when you have, we'll call it manageable comp competition in an area that is seeing significant growth. So Raleigh is a good example of that five years ago. Extremely quickly growing area. Competition wasn't out of control. Austin, same deal where you've got plenty of opportunity on digital, you know, and, and the, the point that you were making um, earlier, Dan, is, you know, not only does the size of your company matter, but the opportunity that's, that's within digital before you really need to branch out. Because I'm definitely a, a big fan of, of feeding the top of the funnel. But mm -hmm. if you can maintain a strong cost per sale through digital and you're maxing out your marketing budget every year, is there really a, a short-term need to brand, you know, I don't, probably not. Um, but if you've kind of tapped out your market in one channel, then you, you need to, you need to find other areas. And that's why we're recommending, you know, more traditional forms of advertising. If, if you're not getting the ROI that you've gotten on digital, then maybe you need to look into direct mail, you know, maybe you need to look into more branding to Im help improve your performance on digital. Cause the knock that digital gets in this case is in years past and still, to this day, it's so flexible and that like, you, it's never a set it and forget it. There's always something you can do to try to improve your performance, but what can you do? You know, if, if the ROI just isn't there anymore. Right, so which begs the question, what could we do to improve it in 2023? Yeah, so, you know, back to the Google business profile, you know, the local pack, um, definitely the recommendation that our team has been driving is on we'll call it strategic locations. So, you know, areas where you do not have a strong presence, um, where you can rent a space for a reasonable price um, and create and, and really drive reviews uh, that way. So, you know, in, in our area in particular, you know, you've got a few cities that are 25, 30 miles apart. I would, you know, definitely recommend, you know, hitting, hitting each of those areas. Um, but like I said earlier, you should be able to basically make your money back after a few months, as long as you know, you've got strong reviews and the competition isn't completely out of control. Yeah. And yeah. I don't see this going away. You know, I wish, <laughs> I wish Google would make this change, but, and I wouldn't be making this recommendation if I thought there was something else happening, but I think Google is just going to continue down this path of, of relevancy when it comes to location. And we just, yeah, we just have to keep playing that game. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's let's keep rolling here then. So so costs are up. Yep. Um, so so when you look at and and you know you say costs are up, I would I would consider that more of you know return on ad spend, re, you know return on investment. It's just this free traffic that many companies used to generate through the local pack. It's just become much more challenging. Um, the other thing. And I know Alana talked about this when she was on um, the podcast a few months ago, but 
Google has really done a, a number on, on uh, our ability to optimize with Google Ads. So um, there's this uh, uh, so different match types. You can you can have an exact match, and I only want to show up for this specific keyword. Google, you can't show my ad if it's anything but this. That's not the case anymore. There's these. Um, it's called close variance. So basically, what Google has done is it has stripped our ability to have very um, tightly themed keywords to make sure that we're only showing for, you know, in some cases, pest control. I only want to show for pest control. I'm going to bid this this amount, and I only want to sh show when people search pest control. That is no longer an option. Um, this is not a new stat. Let me just translate to audience here. So basically what Frank is saying is some of the fine tuning tools that we would have to optimize our campaigns have actually been pulled. Um, there, we, we don't have that capability to get as granular as we used to. That doesn't mean that, or, you know, it doesn't mean we can't do anything at all. It's just, you know, when we could get super, super detailed with our filters, that's just simply not, not, we're not able to do that anymore. I say we, I mean, I shouldn't say we. Google has taken this, I'm not the one actually in there. <laughs> the campaigns. So, so that, that, is, that is a direct impact on the efficiency of, you know, traditional pay-per-click is, is pulling those controls away from advertisers. This stat's a few years old, but I, I imagine it's still the case. Google sees 15% of searches every single day that are brand new. So like the amount of searches that are just happening out of the blue that we have to stay on top of as advertisers, it, it's, it's kind of insane when you think about that. So, so what Google is doing is saying, uh, you're going to bid on this keyword for pest control, and I'm going to match it to all sorts of different variations of that term to the point where maybe it becomes a completely irrelevant search, um, which again is going to result in paying for clicks that you don't want. Um, so that's put a that's put a strain on the industry as far as pay-per-click on its own being a an efficient and cost-effective way to advertise. Thankfully, they've offset offset that with local services ads, which I know has been discussed on this podcast as well. Mm. Um, but we're seeing you know very strong performance on that. So let's get into your second point here because I think this is a really good one. Um, one that uh, I think most people probably know intuitively, but you got some good numbers here. And let's talk about the other part, or let's get into the other, your second point here as to why costs are going up and, and, and it has to do with mobile, so. Yes, yep, so it's pretty interesting. Um, so when you look at the shift, and we've been saying, you know, mobile's here um, for the last uh, seven, Decade. 10 years. Um, yeah, 10 years. Yeah, right. So, but if you look at specifically for home services, what we see is about 65 to 70% of, of our clients' total traffic is mobile. Um, you know, it was probably 50-50 seven years ago. Um, so that's, that's shifted. But when you look at mobile on its own, 75% of that traffic is paid. And you can pick up your phone and do a search right now and you can, you can pretty, quickly figure out why that's the case. And it's because, you know, you mostly see ads at the top. Um, but when you consider that, that not only is two, two thirds of my traffic is from mobile, but three quarters of that is paid. Where's the organic traffic? You know, where's the free traffic? It's on the, it's on the dying, you know, it's on the desktop. So 
that's you know that's just a, an example of far more strain than we had five ten years ago. Um, I think I think the biggest thing with the way that this is kind of affecting our clients and, and advertisers is just rethinking how you need to advertise. Um, so when it comes down to it, if Google has put significant strains on CPCs and we have less controls over what we used to, then, then really what you do. And my, my last point or my next point was going to be, even though it appears we've been talking about SEO is not as effective as it, as it once was, where else can you go? Do you keep investing in, in advertising that is just not cost effective anymore? And just deal with it, or can you still squeeze something out of SEO? And that's and that's so, very much the recommendation. So, are you changing your uh, allocation of? And I know you know if you use Colmarch, you 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 pay a fee, and a piece of that is for SEO, and a piece of that is for uh, all the development. But are are you saying that that how much of the the money that you spend should be on SEO? Um, because years ago, you know, that's how you beat the pay-per-click game. You you just got yeah. really strong SEO and it was free. Um, so 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 what do you do now? Yeah, and and with everything that I've been saying, you know, especially when I'm saying, okay, so you know, two thirds of your traffic is is mobile and three quarters of that traffic is going to be paid. Um, Sixty percent of leads are still coming from non-paid sources. So it's like, okay, well. All these things that are happening, people will still seem to still be more likely to um, commit or become a lead when when they don't think they're being sold to. Um, so to answer your question, you know, is there a, is there a uh, you know out of the box recommendation that we could make on how you would um, you know create your budget for SEO versus paid? No, not necessarily, but we want to make sure that we're emphasizing the need for SEO to offset the paid costs more than ever. But the bang for the buck is going to be a lot less, right? Still, still going to be the long game. Okay. No matter what. And then, and, and you were saying maybe find some other things. Are you talking digitally or, you know, something that's uh, non-digital? Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know what I'm talking about. So when you consider the landscape, and when you consider that, unless you have you know a solid door-to-door -door team that is obviously generating a ton of new sales uh, each season, digital is probably still your number one contributor for for leads and new business. So you have to you have to consider how can I perform best on you know mainly on Google. And in most cases, what I'm recommending is more of an investment in top of the funnel. So, you know, Donnie was talking about branding earlier. Really want to make sure that you're investing in branding because what Google has done with the landscape has made it so it's really hard to differentiate against your competition. Years ago, when all traffic was being driven to websites, you could really differentiate on your website and your reviews. Everyone. Everyone wasn't doing review generation 10 years ago, but now everyone is. So where's the true differentiator, true differentiator if everyone's got the same number of reviews, they're all positive, everyone's website looks, looks good, 
um, everyone provides the same service, what do you do? And I really think it has to do with brand recognition. When someone has an immediate need and they pick up their phone and they see 10 different companies that all say the same thing, but maybe two of those they recognize because they heard they heard a radio ad or they, they saw their name somewhere, you know, then, then you've got something to work with. Mm -hmm. So are there other areas that you recommend besides, uh, you know, digital? You were talking about direct mail. We, we never, years ago, uh, coupon packs like Valpac used to work in the pest control industry, and I'm talking a long time ago. And then we saw that that dried up. We also saw that um, direct mail worked very well for lawn care. Um, yep. Real Green was, you know, I mean, they they were the kings of that, and and they did very well. And you know, and then people started using other mailing houses. And what I've been hearing from clients this year is that the uh, direct mail was just a total bust. Um, you know, so yep. what is it about everything that is getting less, you know, making everything less effective? It is is it just that marketing is getting so crowded that uh, you know the, the message is getting blurred. Yeah, I, I think it's probably a combination of it being so crowded. I, I also have to wonder how much of this is a, a this year thing. You know, with inflation, you know, we're staring down a recession. People are, you know, I don't need to tell you this, Dan, but you know, you, you hear about that all the time. So how much of this is just people not willing to pull the trigger on services that they may not need i would buy into all of that you know except for you know inflation terrible we're up eight percent ten percent fifteen percent right and i get that but google donnie was saying this year he spent twice as much i mean it's up a hundred percent right i don't yep. think that's inflation i think that that's google <laughs> right. monetizing and being greedy and i don't know whether it's going to uh, backfire them uh, on them because I don't know that there's any other alternative right now, but it, it's what happened to Yellow Pages. But to Donnie's point, Yellow Pages technology, you know, that was, you know, becoming antiquated. Google's is not. So I just wonder how the whole thing plays out, you know, and in, 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 in a crystal ball, does that mean that the only one that who can afford to uh, advertise on Google is Google? And do we all then work for Google? You right. Know? Yeah. Well, one one question I, I have. I was going to say that. Point? Oh, hey, Donnie. There, there's no. Oh, hey, you're I'm back. With you. Yeah, I'm back. You've been, you've so, been so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, the reality of it is this: is that you know Google is getting a lot more, and they're and they're holding a lot more of the traffic. And you know, are we all going to work for Google one day? Yes, probably. But but the fact of the matter is, is that. You know they're they're getting better and better at at leveraging and monetizing more and more of their platform, and and they're becoming more and more exclusive. And so, I think the reality of it is is that you know, and not to say that you know your website is not important. I don't I don't mean any of that at all. I'm just making the point that a larger share, like you think about how many transactions happen now without even touching a vendor's website. I mean I can't tell you how many times I've I've made an appointment, you know, made a reservation, never even hit. The restaurant's website. I've made a reservation to get my haircut. Never hit the you know the barbershop website. Did it all via Google. So I'm just you know I just think that the reality of it is is that you know more and more they're able to monetize, especially on mobile, and that's where all the traffic is going. And so we just have to be smart about 
how we market on mobile and realize that it's, it is going to be more expensive. Yeah. And Donnie, I don't know if you caught this um, while you were having technical difficulties, but I, you know, the point I made to Dan was Google has set this up where your ability to differentiate has, has changed a lot. You know, if, if you can make a decision to go with a service without ever seeing a website to call the company, you know, does, does that mean that consumer behavior has changed where we don't need this big, you know, because obviously website, this is just a big ad for this company. So we don't need that anymore to make a decision. So has Google made this so their platform gives us everything that we need to be able to make a decision and and that's all there for us? Or or do websites still matter. I mean, it's certainly a, a mix. Kind of interesting, a point that Donnie brought up about the haircut in a restaurant. So I know that my wife, when dinner reservations, open table, that's what she does, right? And it seems that if I were in the restaurant business, that would definitely be something that I would be doing. Is there anything like that for home services that you see either can be used now or is up and coming? Yeah, so there is a booking feature within local services ads that um, is a direct connection to, to the CRMs. So some CRMs have built this connection where you can actually book right through the ad. Um, I think that might be answering your question, but um, we're gonna see more and more of that in, in home services is just the ability to, to book, pay, you know, moving forward. So, you know, does it, does it diminish all the other important factors that we think go into someone's decision making for a long care pest, et cetera. I don't know. Are we just so quick to make a decision now that we don't we don't you know take these kind of things into consideration and it just makes it easy? So we're like, ah, this company's all you know, all these companies are the same. We're just gonna book you know, sight unseen. So I, I think it's so pretty this has all been I was going to say, and maybe you guys got to this and, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm in and out of the conversation just because of my internet connection here. But so this has all been great and good. I think probably the bigger question is, is, okay, what do I need to do? Like if I'm, you know, what, what can I do this year? Obviously this is the planning time for 2023. I want to make sure we give some time to, this is what we need to do now in order to make sure that we get the most ROI on digital in 2023. And maybe you guys have already started down that road and I'm just repeating stuff and maybe everyone is laughing at me right now, including our listeners. But if not, then I do want to spend some time on that. So Frank, you want to just kind of walk us through maybe your top three, five, 10, I don't know how many you have, but top things that we could be doing now to make sure that you know we, we do very, very well or at least as well as we can in 2023. Yep. So back to the beginning, of our conversation, um, if you have one location, no matter how big your service area is, definitely look at other areas within your service area that you want to grow and do a, you know, spend some time, make sure you understand what your competition looks like, how visible are you in those areas. And if you're not, and you think you can compete, then I would start calling up realtors now or any kind of agent that you can, that you have a relationship with to find commercial spaces in your area, in your service areas. Um, you know, I think the ROI on that is, is pretty solid. Um, 
And if you've never had, and if you're, so we, you know, we talked about triangle where it's leads from local have, have, I said try it up earlier. That was a little strong, um, but it's not what it was before. If this is not something that you had a ton of success in in the past, this might be an opportunity for you to grow. Whereas, you know, in some cases you might just be trying to figure out how to gain back some of that momentum. Um, so that would be my number one recommendation is find more locations in your area that are around, you know, pockets of your service area that you want to grow your business in. Donnie, this is a question for you on that, because what I've heard, this is in Florida anyway, I've heard from clients and is when you pick up these, these you know, offices that are just kind of, you know, uh, just for, for purposes of Google, you're putting uh, your pest control or lawn care company there and the regulators want you to hang a license there. Um, are you seeing any of that? I, I, I haven't seen it here in New Jersey, but, you know, um, but but I've heard it on several occasions from some um, PMPs in, in Florida. Is that something that you're hearing? Um, I don't know if I've heard that specifically. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it, but it certainly has to give the impression that you are doing business. Right. Um, but I'm, I, I'm actually not sure about the um, licensing. Yeah, I mean, each state is different, like if it's just an administrative office or, you know, so, so but some of the guys in Florida told me that, uh, you know, that they, they, they need to, get a license for that office. So that's kind of interesting. So yeah. I guess we lost Donnie. So, um, um, and yeah. I, I think that this has been a really terrific uh, conversation. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think that we have some some guidelines for what we, we're going to do next year. Uh, basically, what I'm hearing is it's going to get more and more difficult, but that doesn't mean that you can't win the game. Uh, you just have to become more and more savvy. And, um, Anything else that you can think of or that you want to say? Um, yeah, I think the I think the main focus here, you know, just to summarize is really getting focused on um, your local presence. And if you're not seeing the ROI that you that you once did on digital, um, you know, there are still levers that can be pulled, whether you're managing this in-house, whether whether you're working with an agency. Um, but I really think that if you've got the means, you can get more out of digital if you are focusing more on branding, um, just because the landscape has changed so much where this is how you differentiate. But yeah, that would be two big ones for next year. Well, we really appreciate you coming here today. I'm, I'm sorry that Donnie uh, lost uh, connectivity. So I'll do the uh, obligatory, if you like what you hear, um, you know, we don't get paid for it. So please uh, leave us a review um, on Stitcher, Apple, however you consume this. And um, if, ah, Donnie is back. Is there anything that you'd like to say in conclusion? I hate my internet connection. Does that count? I'm so frustrated right now. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that at some point this whole internet thing will catch on. So, uh, <laughs> Anyway, no, I, you know, the only closing thing I got is Frank, thanks for jumping on board here. Thanks for coming on. Um, this is a really hot topic that I obviously hear a lot about, um, you know, in the industry. And I think a lot of folks are struggling with it now. And I'm sure I, I had internet connection issues again, so I didn't hear this amazing recommendation list, but I've seen it here on the reminder, I mean, on the show notes. And so I think what would be helpful, and if it's okay, Frank, 
maybe we can put a piece of content out on the uh, on pmpindustryinsider.com under show notes, and we'll just kind of give a just a written version of just maybe the top three or five or whatever it is that you said. Um, and other than that, I mean, I you know, it's been it's been fun just sitting here struggling while I'm, you guys have been doing a podcast. It's just so much fun. Let me tell you. Yeah. When you have what you issues. didn't hear, Donnie, is that Dan actually asked me to host moving forward since we can't rely on <laughs> So, thank you, Dan. Right. We need Breaking somebody with, with, with technological skills. And uh, Yes, yes. Oh, gosh. All righty. Well, you all managed to do it again. You spent 40 minutes with us uh, pontificating. Just a reminder. Uh, show notes for today will be available on pmpindustryinsider.com. And as always, we appreciate, appreciate a tip in the tip jar. You can do that by giving us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, Titcher, oh, Stitcher, however it is that you um, consume the podcast. And with that, Frank, thank you very much. Dan, you can just have fun making fun of me later. Talk to you guys later. Bye. See ya. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye.